Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell. See the Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, tonight, uh, this evening, God has put on my heart to talk about a subject I believe that we hardly ever hear. Uh, and And we want to talk about faith to receive the glory of God. It's faith to receive the glory of God, but what the main thing that I'll be talking about tonight is the glory of God. And I believe that in this dispensation in time, I believe that's where we're missing it at. We're missing it because we're not asking for more of his glory. We're not seeking to find out what is his glory. And we're not seeking to find out what, what God requires us to do concerning his glory. Because the, the glory of God is manifested in two ways. It's spiritual and is also manifested in the natural realm. And it's manifested upon us and is in us. And he wants us to live in his glory. How many can agree with that? I said he wants us to live in his glory. But I was I was doing a study on the glory of God, and I, I ran across this definition of glory. And one of them is, it's an impressiveness of beauty on a large scale. And you know we often hear about the beauty of the Lord. But we know that God's glory is on a a large scale, but it's a scale that can't be measured. Amen. I say his glory cannot be measured. You know, a lot of times in we we look at the glory of God being manifested per se in a singer, uh, per se in a preacher or a pastor a minister, but I want us to understand tonight that God's glory is no longer in a box. God's glory is no longer limited to one man. His glory is no longer limited to one group of people, but God wants his glory to be manifested in every believer. In every believer. He wants his glory to be manifested not just when we go to the church building or not just when we go to hear a gospel concert, but God wants his glory to manifest in this earth on a daily basis, 24-7. But he wants his glory to be manifested through us and in us. Because he lives in us. I say God lives in us. And where he lives, that's where his glory is. 
Amen. So it's, it's impressiveness of beauty on a large scale. So, so, so there are two things that should take place in the glory of God. It's God giving his glory unto us and him receiving glory from us. Are y'all still here? God wants to share his glory. He wants his glory to be manifested in us, in this earth. Not, not just when we get to heaven, we'll see the glory of God. But God wants us to see him in this earth. Well, he did manifest himself in a physical body. But he manifested himself in the body of, of Jesus. That was God in his glory in Jesus. And Jesus manifested the glory of God among the people. Well, number one, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he stated that it was being done to the glory of God. See, God wants his glory to be manifested in his attributes, such as healing. See, God's glory is in healing. But once we receive his glory that produces healing, then he, uh, he wants he want to receive that glory back. And how, how do we give him glory? We give him glory by thanksgiving. We give him glory by honoring him. And I believe that the main thing that we give him glory is our lifestyle. Is how we live. God gets glory out of how we live. But we need to understand that God is not going to allow his glory to be housed in an individual that's not a clean vessel. His glory will manifest in a clean vessel. So we just can't live any kind of way and expect the glory of God to manifest in our presence or to manifest in us because we have to understand that his glory is in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came to this earth to live in us. So this temple, this temple is where God's dwell is. We are the temple of God. And the temple is where the Holy Spirit dwells, is in us. The Holy Spirit, he came to this earth so he could be shared among all men, so that he can live in everybody that, that's willing to receive him. Because it's more than just receiving Jesus Christ as Savior. But once we are saved and receive Jesus Christ and be born again, then the next step that we should take is receiving the Holy Spirit. I think it's in the book of Acts when Paul asked them, have you received since you believe? And what he was saying, have you received the Holy Spirit? Since you believe in Christ Jesus. See, that's, that's God's glory that's been sent to this earth 
to live on the inside of us, to manifest his glorious presence. Amen. Y'all still with me? Amen. So it's, God's glory is impressive. And God's glory can't be measured on a scale. I said his glory can't be manifested or measured on a scale. Another definition is an artistic rendering of radiant light around the head or body of a sacred personage. Did y'all hear that? A radiant light. It's a, an artistic rendering of radiant light around the head or body of a sacred personage. His glory. God manifests his glory in light. Because he wants us to be the light of the world. So how can we be the light of the world when we are not manifesting his glory? I would ask the question, how many church services on Sunday or Wednesday is seeking and asking God to show his glory? He wants to do much more. God wants to do much, much more through us in this earth by manifesting his glory. But how many of us are asking him for his glory? We're asking for things. We're asking for monies, which he wants us to have the things. He wants us to enjoy the things. He wants us to have the money. He don't want us living in poverty. But the, we, we got to, somebody put it like, we got to make the main thing the main thing. The main thing is his glory. So what we talk about, his glory is in his word. His glory is in the Holy Spirit. His glory was manifested in Christ Jesus. Amen. So after now, he wants his glory to be manifested in us in the same manner in which it manifested in Christ Jesus. Do you not know that we have the same power? We have the same power that, God, that Jesus had. Because he said he gave us all that power. And where are we to use that power? Are we to wait till we get to heaven? No, we got to use that power here in this earth. And it's sad that, that, that there, there are people that's believers that is making statements saying that God gets glory out of sickness. That, 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 that doesn't fly. God doesn't get glory out of a person being sick. It's the devil that brings diseases and sickness. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came 
that you might have life and that life more abundantly. See, glory, the glory of God is in life. The glory of God is not in sickness. The glory of God is not in somebody dying early. Amen. But God wants us to, to have more of his glory. But if we're not asking for it, if we're not expecting his glory to be manifested in us and through us, then he's not going to release his glory. You know, I, I, I think about, and I'm sure some of, many of you have already heard of, you ever heard of William J. Seymour? So we have, right? But in 1906, William J. Seymour, God used that man to bring forth one of the greatest revivals that ever hit this earth. And that revival was called Azusa Street. And people, I want you to know, there was so much of God's glory manifested in Azusa Street. I don't know if we would be able to take it today because of our mindset, because of so much unbelief, because it, I believe in some churches today, if God manifests himself the way he did at Azusa Street, it'll probably scare most of them out the church. But, but, but he wants us to see those days again. And I believe those days are coming. I believe that God is going to bring the greatest revival in this earth that man has ever seen. His glory, his glory is going to be manifested. His glory is going to be manifested throughout this whole earth. And that's why we shouldn't be so concerned about the things that the devil is doing now. Because God, God is still in control. I say God is still in control. And he's not going to allow the devil to have victory over his glory. So ain't no way he's going to allow the devil to, to have victory in this earth when Jesus has already defeated him. That'll make God a liar. And he said he's not a man that will lie. So why would he go back on his word and get glory out of somebody being sick? You know, that every person that Jesus healed, the woman with the issue of blood, the man uh, cutting himself in the grave, every one of those persons that got healed, they didn't give glory. For the sickness, they gave glory after the healing. If you go back and read the scriptures, though, they gave God glory when they received their healing. See, it was their faith that brought the healing 
But once they were healed, then they turned around and gave God the glory. Let him know, God, you're the one that healed me. Your word is the one that brought healing to my body. But we, we, we turn around and we give glory to the doctor. We give glory to the banker. We give glory to all these entertainers and so forth. But where is the glory going that's supposed to go to God? So in our glory, we should be worshiping him. We should be praising him. We should be honoring him. And we should be giving him thanksgiving. Amen. It's a radiant light. Y'all remember when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration? How his body lit up on that mountain. That's the way we gonna be. That's the kind of, that's the way we gonna be. We're gonna be just like him. But God wants us to go from glory to glory. As we mature in his word, that's gonna take us from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. So the so it say the glory of the glory of God isn't just a feeling, an event, or an old testament experience. Are y'all listening to me? I'm gonna read that again. The glory of God is isn't is not just a feeling, an event. Or an Old Testament experience. It is a spiritual. Listen to this now. It is a spiritual tsunami. Of everything. Contained. In the character of God. A tsunami. Of his glory. Y'all ready for that? I said y'all ready for that. It's a spiritual tsunami of everything contained in the character of God. The word glory is literally translated heavyweight, Jesus. God's word is heavy, heavy, heavy. There's nothing in this earth that can outweigh the word of God. It said that the word of God is a heavyweight. Meaning the heaviest, the biggest, the grandest thing about someone. Wow. The word of God is the character of God. Your word is your character. Your words develop your character and personality. Y'all still here? Your words develop your character and personality. So God's word is his character and his personality. But when we receive Jesus Christ, then we are like God. We are like Christ. We are like the Holy Spirit. So our character 
And our personality should be in line with his word and his character. So, so, so does that happen overnight? No, because when we're born again, it's just like a natural baby. You got to, you got to, you got to grow that baby up. You got to feed him on milk. You got to take him to the next stage of eating where the older people used to give him uh, pot looking cornbread. But the more he mature or she mature, the more they can eat. And they'll soon eventually get to the meat. So, so God is maturing us. In other words, I'm saying he's taking us from glory to glory. In his glory. So it's, it's not just a feeling. It's not just an event where we go to a, a gospel singing or, or we even go to church. It's not just, just an event. And it's not just an Old Testament experience. It is a spiritual tsunami of everything contained in the character of God. The word glory is literally translated heavyweight, meaning the heaviest, biggest, grandest thing about somebody or about someone. Amen. It has been called the manifested presence of God. What's the manifested presence of God? The manifested presence of God is what we would call his Shekinah glory. It's where God would manifest himself among the people. How did he do that? He manifested his glory among the people in the cloud. In the fire, in the smoke, yeah, in the smoke. In the Old Testament, that's the way he manifested himself. And there were times that he was in a box, but God is no longer in the box. And, and, and one thing that has happened with us, the veil has been removed. So now that the veil has been removed and the scales has been removed from our eyes, now we can actually see the glory of God. So the veil is no longer covering us. We're no longer blind to the glory of God. We're no longer blind to his word. Because this is his glory is housed in his word. And his word is portraying his character and his personality. So when we take on God's word, we're taking on his glory. We're taking on his personality. And we're taking on his character. Amen. So how, how did God manifest himself in that Shekinah glory in the Old Testament? Well, let's look at a few scriptures. Let's look at uh, Exodus, the 40th chapter, verses 34 and 35. Amen. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. 
And sometimes the message Bible uh, joins two scriptures together. But in, in Exodus, the 40th chapter, in the 34th verse through 35, it said the cloud, we said God manifests his glory in the cloud. It said the cloud covered the tent of meetings. And the glory of God filled the dwelling. And Moses couldn't enter the tent of, the, of meetings because the cloud was upon it. And the glory of God filled the dwelling. That's what we should be seeing on Sundays. That's the kind of stuff we should be seeing when we come together to worship God and to give him praise. Amen. That, that, that when the pastor come in, that when the minister come in, the atmosphere should, should be so filled with the glory of God, there may be times that he can't even get up to minister or she can't even get up to minister. Amen. And now I'm going to tell you my experience with the glory of God. And I may have told this story before. But when God called me to minister, and I answered the call, well, it was at this Baptist church that I did my first message. And the title of this message was The Word That Saves Souls. Well, as a, as a beginner, I mean, I did it the way the Holy Spirit gave it to me because he'll only meet you at the level that you are. So that, that particular night, you know, I had prayed. I was on my knees before I left home, and I was crying like a baby. Want the Holy Spirit to just flow through me. And he did. But during that message, and that's the way God did a lot of times in the Old Testament, while the message was going on, he would manifest his glory among the people. So that particular night, I was ministering the word of God. Read out of James, the first chapter. Talking about the word that saves souls. And so as I was ministering, I was looking out among the congregation. And as I was looking out among the congregation, my eyes became bluer. But what I saw was a cloud that was hovering over the congregation, and God is my witness. I saw that cloud hovering over the people. And that particular night, that church was packed to the brim, which blew me away to all these people coming out to hear me. And a lot of those people, and this, this is what the Holy Spirit came back and ministered to me years, years later concerning the anointed. And so that night I saw that cloud hovering 
over those people. And I, it, it was so thick that I could hardly see them. But it lifted, it lifted. But he manifested himself in his glory in that service. In that service, after I finished ministering, that service went on for two more hours. They couldn't stop. They couldn't stop. They just praising God and giving him thanks. And, 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 and so after I finished ministering, I turned it back over to the pastor. And so, you know, in the Baptist church, they have the tradition of uh, the doors of the church is open. And the Holy Ghost reminded me, he said, you remember that night when that cloud manifested itself among those people. He said that night, he said the anointing was on you. Ah. Give me a moment. But he said the anointing was on you. He said there were many in that service even that you knew that needed to be saved. There were sinners sitting in that church. Guys that I knew, that I knew wasn't saved. He said that night, if you had given that invitation, he said many would have been saved. Many would have been saved. And and when he when he brought that to my attention, then I began to weep. I began to weep and I asked for forgiveness. But I, I'm saying all of this to say that God wants us to have more of his glory. He wants us to see his manifested presence. Now, we're not going to see him in the physical looking like uh, a glowing light standing before us. No, God manifests his glory through his word. Because you keep in mind that most of the, 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 the clouds that showed up, it was when the minister was ministering the word of God. Now, that, that, that scripture I just read in Exodus, the 40th chapter, it said the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of God filled the dwelling. And Moses couldn't enter the tent of meeting because the cloud was upon it and the glory of God filled the dwelling. And then it went on to say, it said in Revelations, I believe Revelations the 15th, in the 8th verse, it said, it read, in the Amplified Bible, it said, then, it said, then the cloud, the Shekinah, 
God's visible presence covered the tent of meetings and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. That, that was another train. That was the 34th verse in the Amplified Bible. Amen. Are y'all still here? Amen. So let's, let's go to Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter. Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter. Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter. And let's look at round the twelfth verse. And we'll read up through, I believe, the fourteenth verse. So I'm I'm gonna read it uh out of the Amplified Classic Bible. I'm gonna start at verse eleven. At verse 11. And it said, And when the priests had come out of the holy place, for all the priests present had sanctified themselves. All the priests present had sanctified themselves separating themselves from everything that defiles without regard to their divisions. Y'all still here? Without regard to their divisions. Well, how could we say that today? Without regard to their divisions. Would it be wrong for me to say without regard to their denomination? See, the glory of God is no respect of person for all of those that seek his glory. Verse, verse 12. All the Levites who were singers, all of those of Asaph, Asaph, Heman, what, what, how you pronounce it? Asaph, yeah, Heman, and how you pronounce this? Jet, and Jet, Jet, yeah, yeah. With their sons and kinsmen arrayed in fine linen. They dressed, they dressed up, didn't they? They was arrayed in fine linen, having cymbals, harps, and lyres stood at the east end of the altar. And with them, 120 priests blowing trumpets. What are they doing? Are they praising God? Are they giving glory to God? 120 priests blowing trumpets. Verse 13, and when the trumpeters and singers, 
were joined in unison. How were they joined? They were joined in what? Unison. They were all on one accord. They were all in agreement. Amen. They were joined in unison, making one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voices with the trumpets and cymbals and other instruments for song and praise the Lord, saying, this is the song that they were singing, and these are the words they were saying. Saying, for he is good, for his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. Then the house, then the house of the Lord, woo Jesus, then the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, so when was the house filled with the glory and a cloud of God? It was when they was singing, when they was praising, when they was giving thanks. The atmosphere became conducive for God to release his glory. So that tells me that when the glory of God showed up in that cloud, he was very pleased with what he heard. With what he heard and saw, he was very pleased. So God said, I'm so pleased, I'm going to manifest myself among them in the cloud. With a cloud. In verse 14, so that the priest so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. When, we gonna, when are we going to get back to that? When are we going to get back to God releasing his glory to fill the whole house? See, that glory... That glory didn't just be on the priest. That glory was on everybody that was in the house of God. God manifesting his glory. The glory of God manifesting among believers. So why are we not seeing that today? Because we're not asking. We're not expecting. We have to ask for his glory. We have to expect his glory to show up. But we have to make the atmosphere conducive for his glory. He ha we have to make the atmosphere conducive. You know, I, I, who did I tell I'm not sure if it was Apostle Elliot, Apostle Elliot. But anyway, I made the statement that God is very pleased with the worship. Did y'all hear what I say? That God is very pleased with the worship. 
But now, now what? How can I say this without being offensive? The worship is conducive to God's presence. But there are many that sit in the service that are not entering in to usher in the glory of God. See, see, we just can't go in and sit. Just because there's no person in front of us doing praise and worship. Because the glory is on the inside of us. And what God wants to do when we come together, he wants that glory released out of us. God is wanting so bad for that glory that's in us to come out so the men and women of this world can see. See, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, so he said, because so God can get the glory. So no mother man can say, I did this. No other man can say, I raised Lazarus from the dead. But he wanted them to see the power of God in action. How does God manifest his glory? He manifests his glory in his presence. He manifests his glory in his power. God wants his power released. God wants his presence released. But he got to find a willing vessel. And that's why, and that's why he said, what well, is in uh, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom. And he said all these other things will be added. See, I think, I think our focus is on seeking the wrong thing. We're seeking our needs to be met, but we're not seeking the glory of God. Seek ye first his glory. Seek ye first his kingdom. And he said, all these other things will be added. So, you know, we can't go to, to, the, to, to the, the house of God and sing songs of unbelief. We can't go to the house of God and sing songs of complaining and whining. We can't go singing songs complaining and talking about the troubles we have been through. No, that's, that's not worshiping God. That's not praising God. We have to go in and give him honor, give him the glory, give him the praise. Not go in talking about how sick we've been, not go in talking about how broke we are. Well, there might be a reason you broke. Because you're not giving God glory. There might be a reason you're sick. Not you, but I'm just saying that in general. Don't y'all take it personal. But that may be a reason sickness is manifesting itself. Because there's no glory of God to push it out. 
See, because it's the word of God that fills us. And the word of God is housed in his glory. So we get the word in us. The glory of God is in us. And as we mature in the word, then the glory of God will begin to manifest itself outwardly. So that men and women can see the manifestations of God's glory in healing, in salvation, in deliverance, in prosperity. Amen. Amen. I'm about to teach myself happy. Amen. So God wants to manifest his glory. Uh, we're going we're gonna to look at uh, one or two more. I don't think we're going to finish. But God is it's the glory of God living in us and on us. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 3.18 out of the Passion Bible. It said, we all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Did y'all hear that? I say, did y'all hear that word? Let's look at, uh, I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. It'll be verses 16 through 18. And it says, Whenever, though, they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil, and there they are face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living, personal presence not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We are free of it. All of us. Nothing between us and God our face is shining with the brightness of his face. That's his glory. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually become brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to restore his glory on us. But not only he wants to restore his glory on us, 
but he wants to receive glory from us. God bestows and receives glory upon us and from us. He wants to receive it from us. Let's look at Romans, the third chapter, in the 23rd verse, out of the Amplified Classic. And for time's sake, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, since all have sinned and are fallen short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm about to close. But, uh, but I'm not going to finish, but I'm going to read these four, four ways to tap into the, the glory of God. And maybe at a later date, we'll get into it. But one way is we have to look for the glory. How many have been looking for the glory? Let's look at Acts 7, 55, out of the New King James Version. It said, but he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. Are we full of the Holy Spirit? I don't hear much enthusiasm now. I said, are we full of the Holy Spirit? So we, ha so we can gaze into heaven and see his glory. Amen. So if we're not expecting to see the glory of God, we probably won't. Just like anything in the kingdom of God, it takes faith to see a manifestation. I say it takes faith to see a manifestation. The glory of God is a visible power in the Old Testament. The glory appeared as a cloud, smoke, or fire. The visible power is also known as the Shekinah glory, which is the Hebrew name given to the presence of God dwelling in the earth. Amen. So we need to look for his glory. Number two, we need to pray for the glory. Let's look at Romans the sixth, the eighth, Romans the eighth chapter, eighteenth verse in the New King James Version. For I consider the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. we has He revealed it yet? I said, Have God revealed that glory? He said, for, for I consider the suffering of this present time are not worthy, Jesus. We should be saying that instead of talking about what the devil doing. Instead of talking about what the devil doing, we should. He said, for I consider the suffering of this present time not worthy to compare 
with the glory which, which shall be revealed in us. How do we pray for the glory of God? First, pray that the glory will be revealed in you. Amen. In you and in you. You can see and experience the glory of God. But you must diligently ask and seek for it to be revealed. When we pray the glory into the earth, miracles, signs, and wonders will occur in the church and in your own personal lives. Each born-again believer has the ability to manifest God's glory here on earth. But we must believe when we pray. That's why Jesus told Martha that if she would believe, she would see the glory of God. And this is what we should be praying. This is the prayer that we should be praying. In Ephesians, the first chapter, verse 17 through 18. That you would know the hope of his calling. Which is the hope of his glory. Pray you will understand the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. When we inherit him, glory is deposited in us. But we have to receive revelation, what it means to walk in that glory. Now that you prayed for it, you got to be prepared for it. I said you got to be prepared for it. So let's, let, let me read the, the, the Romans, the fifth chapter, in the fifth verse in the New King James Version. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Are we prepared? I said, are we prepared? How, how do we... Make sure the manifested glory of God manifests in us and through us. We got to walk in love, folks. I said, we got to make our love walk, become like God. So he said, did you know there are degrees of the glory? If you want to experience the fullness of God's glory, you must. Prepare your spirit. How? How how do we prepare our spirit? By walking in love. It takes faith to receive and operate in the glory. And faith works by love. That means the glory of God will increase in you in direct proportions to how you walk in love. God Almighty knows. Jesus. So, 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 so to increase the amount of glory in your life, you must walk in love. 
More love, more glory. Say more love, more glory. The spirit of strife and division is always there lurking and looking for an opening and a way into your life. Never ever let your love guard down. Then you are on your way to being filled with the glory. And this is the last one. Ah, got to walk in the glory. I said we got to walk in the glory. That's our lifestyle, y'all. That's our lifestyle. In, in verse, in Corinthians, the third chapter, in 18th verse, the New King James Version. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. See, the glory of God looks for a dwelling place. Can, can he dwell there in you? Can he dwell in me? He's looking. He's looking. He's looking for a place that he can settle down in. He's looking for a place that he can plant his glory. He's looking for a place that he can dwell so he can manifest his glory. But how's your love walk? The original house for the glory of God was the tabernacle. We're the tabernacle. We're the temple. But under the new covenant, The Holy Spirit builds a temple in every believer. I say he builds a temple in us. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, 16 verse say, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? We are his house. We're his temple. Only this temple is no longer in fixed location. God ain't in a box no more. They don't have to carry him around in a box anymore. This house, the house he's in now, the house that he's in now, this house can walk this house can talk, and this house can preach the gospel. Says it said, now it is one thing to have the glory, but it's another to know how to walk in it. And that's walking in the good news of his word. Amen. Well, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
You know, I, and and I'm closing. I I was in Tulsa. This was back in the nineties. After I had graduated and moved back to uh, Alabama, then I go back to one of Bible seminars. So while in my last year of classes, for some reason, God just kept loading my heart up with, I want you to study. I want you to read about William J. Seymour. And I'm thinking, God, why is this so heavy on my heart? And, I, and on my phone, a lot of people ask me, who is that guy? You know how you put the picture on your phone when it's not being in use? Well, I have his picture on my phone. And God was loading my heart down. I want you to learn about him. I want you to, to read about him. So I went, after the morning service, I went across the street. It was a bookstore. And, and in that bookstore, I went in and asked the lady, I said, do you have anything on William J. Seymour? And she said, yeah, but she said, I want to show you something. So she, she went out and she went and got this book. And this book is about the size of a, a newspaper. And inside this book, it looked like newspaper. It looked like newsletters. And so she said, this book right here, she said, this book contains every message that he preached and everything that went on at Azusa Street. She said, this book, she said, I only have one left. And she said, if you don't get it today, it won't get, you won't be able to get it because they're not printing anymore. And I bought the book. I've come to find out that this stuff that's housed in this book was all of his newsletters and all of his messages. And there were two Caucasian women that was a part of his ministry. They typed, they did, they wrote out his newsletters. They, they kept everything filed away. But William Seymour decided to get married. And his wife was named Jenny. So when the two ladies found out that he was going to get married and going to marry her, they got mad. And they decided, we're going to lead the ministry. But when they left the ministry, they took all of his newsletters, all of his uh, documented messages, all of the stuff that went on at Azusa Street, and hid it away. And, and, and back, I, I think in the early 90s, it was a guy that got a hold of it. And he put it in print. But that man, the glory of God, because he was so humble 
when he stood to preach, he was standing behind a, a makeshift pulpit made out of a cardboard box. And when he preached, he wanted the people to be so focused on the Holy Spirit and God's word and his glory that he would hide his face behind that box. So that the people couldn't focus on him. And those services went on day and night. Day and night. People weren't even going home. And people started coming from all over the world. I mean, literally all over the world to Azusa Street. And the glory of God was so strong that people was coming from foreign countries. And when they stepped off the train, they was getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Children were sitting in their home. And the glory of God will fill that home and those children get filled with the Holy Ghost. It's so much that went on. But I, I, I'm going to close out because Jesus, praise God. Y'all get anything tonight? Amen. Well, praise God. Well, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for filling us with your glory. Thank you for filling us with the precious Holy Spirit, your power and your presence on the inside of us. And we'll forever give you the glory. We'll forever give you the praise. We want our, our, our house of worship. We want it to be filled with your glory. We want it to be so full of your glory that there are times that the minister can't even get up to preach your word. But in the midst of that, people are getting healed. People are getting delivered. People are getting saved. Miracles are taking place. Because of your glory filling the house. But how how do how how do his glory fill that house? That glory have to come through us. And if we don't make the atmosphere conducive for his glory to fill the house, then we're in trouble. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's just give him praise and give him glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just praise you. We just magnify you. We honor you. We give you glory. We give that glory back to you, Heavenly Father, in our lifestyle. We give it back to you in our thanksgiving. We give it back to you in our praise. We give it back to you in honoring you. We give we giving that glory back to you, Heavenly Father, by filling ourselves with your word, filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit, living the lifestyle of Jesus. And we just thank you right now. We just praise you and we ask you to manifest yourself among us when we gather together. 
Manifest yourself among us in our home. Manifest yourself among us when we are by ourselves in the name of Jesus. There's no sickness that will take the place of your glory. Hallelujah. So we praise you right now. We give you honor. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise your holy name. Praise your wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The glory of God fills this house. The glory of God fills the temple. The glory of God, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, a pure heart so his glory can rest, a pure heart so his glory can be manifested, a pure heart, glory to God, one that's pure and walking in the God kind of love. When we love our enemies, when we love one another, we're releasing the glory of God. We're releasing his glory. We're releasing God himself because he said he is love. And God can't be in a place where his glory can't dwell. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.